So last fall, uh, members of this church got together, uh, some of our Route 55 people, and um, threw a birthday party for Ida Fry, who turned 100 years old, uh, our oldest member here in this church. And, uh, and then Mary Ellen Meyer um, is also about to turn 100, and we thought, we need to hear these stories. These are two women who have uh, been so involved and so influential uh, in Orchard Hill Church and who we are today uh, as a church that that's on a mission of helping next generations encounter and follow Jesus to bless a broken world. Um, we have done that standing on the shoulders of women like this, like these two great women, um, and, and how God has worked in and through their lives. So this morning, um, we get to not only hear these two great stories, we get to kind of enter a, a, a time machine, right? And we get to go back a number of years into a world that for some of you is going to be like, this just doesn't even make sense to me. What kind of world was this, right? And for others, it's like it might stir up some memories or a little nostalgia for some of you. Either way, what's cool is to see how God was at work and is, is faithful uh, in those times and still faithful today in many of the same ways and same, same stories. So uh, listen closely and enjoy these two fantastic leaders of Orchard Church, uh, Ida Fry and Mary Ellen Meyer. Graduated from Dumont High School, went to Central College. Met John, and he went to Central College. And uh, he was called out of the college to go to the Second World War. We both had a lot of plans we thought we were going to have. We had a scripture that we liked so well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart is very familiar. And don't lean on your own understanding, but lean on Jesus. Lean on Him. Let Him direct your path. And we can make all kinds of plans, but God designs them all. That has happened so much in our life. After we got through Central, then he went to a seminary for three years. And then we served churches and were used of him in a mighty way, which we were so thankful for. We were excited what was happening because God was bringing many people to, to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. So we were in the ministry 34 years, but we were, we were in this uh, summer of life, busy, busy, everybody busy, busy. And we kept trusting. I don't think any word in my Bibles are, are underlined more than the word trust him, just trust him. I graduated from Iowa State in 46. In 45, uh, the Navy had taken over a men's dormitory in Ames and moved in something like a couple hundred sailors who were learning to be engineers. Just the week before Thanksgiving, a uh, college group was uh, having a uh, party for the college students at the roller skated ring at, uh, down in Ames. And we were at the church waiting for the bus and several of the sailors from came over and there were girls so when the <laughs> bus they got on the bus we got on the bus the sailors got on the bus and went to the roller skating rink and uh, at the rink uh, one of them invited me to 
uh, skate. I didn't skate very well. And uh, I said, well, we're a group, college group and we meet once on Sunday nights and we have supper. Why don't you come sometime? Sunday after Thanksgiving, he was at the supper with a couple of his friends. I was on the kitchen crew. Okay. <laughs> and here comes this fellow that I had invited. So I was inviting him around, but then he was helping me. Well, that sounds really something, except I was a senior graduating. He was a sophomore. Oh. I had a birthday in January where I would turn 22. He was 19. Wow. <laughs> so a year and a half later, and Washington, D.C., I got a letter. By November, he was in working in North Dakota, North Carolina, and Thanksgiving, we were, we, by that time we were writing letters. He flew up to Washington, D.C. We had Thanksgiving. That was two years <laughs> from when we first met. <laughs> we met on Thanksgiving. We met two years later. On Thanksgiving. And had been corresponding, so. Wow. He still had another year to finish school, and we married the next November the 3rd after he graduated and had a job in that. What a story. Isn't that what wild? A story. But anyway, uh, we retired at 65 and, and uh, we were on our vacation in Estes Park. And this is a very important part of how we saw God leading and directing our lives. So I was reading this book about what happens when women pray. And I got to this part and we were talking. He was driving and I was reading and he, oh man, I said, this is a great part of the book. And he said, what is it? And I said, I'll read it to you. It says that this man had heart bypass surgery and he came through that because at that time, bypasses were not as prominent as today. They've accomplished a lot in that. And he said, well, he says, if anything ever happens like that to me, I don't want you to just try to keep me alive and have that surgery. I'm not going to go through that. He said, I'm ready to go now. And I said, John, don't say that. How do we know what God's got planned for our lives? But we have to trust him. So we get to Estes Park and we get to our motel. And the next morning we went for a hike and John Half we were around our hike, and he said, Ida, I don't feel well. I, there's something wrong. But he didn't want to go to the hospital there. So we waited three days, and then and, and we said, we better get back. And so he drove through the canyon, and we got to Kearney, Nebraska. And, and there we were in the motel, and uh, he had, had showered and things and was reading the paper, I think. All of a sudden, John said, I called up motel. Where is a hospital here? I got to get to the hospital. Hmm. And the, they 
checked them all out and they left and we'll come right back, they said. So they came back and he put his hand on John's shoulder and then he said, young man, you've had th two heart attacks and you're getting the big whammy. And he looks at me and he said, I think that you better say goodbye to your husband because he's dying. And I said, really? And I said to John, did you hear that? Because he, he was pretty bad, pretty bad. And I said, did you hear that? And he said, yes, I heard that. And I said, John, you know, I love you very much. We've had a wonderful life, but I think it sounds like I need to relinquish you to God. And he said, that's, that's all right, Ida. But he lived until morning. Uh, we were there three days, and then they air flighted him to Lincoln, Nebraska, for surgery there. But it, after he was, we got back to Cedar Rapids, she said, Ida, I have to tell you something that happened to me that first night. I had a heavenly vision. John, why didn't you tell me? Oh, Ida, it was, it's almost impossible for me to explain it. But Jesus was there. I didn't see him in person, but I knew that. It was the brightest, the purest, the wonderful light that I have ever seen. And I felt so pure. And Psalm 103 came to me. And it says in there, who forgave us all thy sins. And I thought, right, there's no, he does forgive me. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Oh, we just stopped and prayed together and thanked God for what he had done and put in his life. So then Don uh, got polio after you were married. Yes, yes. We got polio in 54. They had polio, bad polio ec epidemic in the next year, and then the vaccine came the next year. He got to feeling kind of poorly. His back ached and he, ate, and he didn't go to work that day. And he said he just didn't feel good. And we were going to go see the doctor the next morning but that supper, I called for him in for supper, and he said, I can't get up. And we called the doctor, and instead of the doctor showing up, there was an ambulance saying, we're sending him to Iowa City. So I came up that next day, and I found the room, the door to the room, and here was a nurse saying, before you go on, put on this uh, gown and these masks, and then you can go in. <laughs> Open the door. It was a big, long ward, and an aisle down the center, and down the side were iron lungs like this. And Don was completely paralyzed in an iron lung. And there must have been 20 adults in the iron lungs. In the lungs. iron lungs. And you're saying he was in the hospital nine months? Yeah. Nine months. That our experiences there show how the Lord Lord prepares you ahead of time. There are all kinds of things that happen that in that time. First of all, that summer was a bad summer for polio. And 
we were scared with a three-year-old and a new baby. Yes. Uh, in the Sunday paper were little flyers, polio, uh, uh, dread disease, it was just for a year insurance. We sent one of those postcards in, thinking, well, let's see, what if something happens? It was that fall that he got polio, and because we had that insurance, we were able to keep him in the hospital down at Iowa City to get energy in his lungs that he could be without the iron lung and with chest uh, respirators for a while, and then finally breathing on his own, and also to get exercise his other muscles. Nine months, we could not have afforded that. We, we would have been able to keep him in the hospital for our regular insurance for a week. But God saw that you needed to send that card in for insurance. He did. The thing was, my folks lived in a farm just 30 miles. They came, they had a big house. They came and took us, me and the girls, down and we lived with them. I could drive up to Iowa City to see him. Wow. When we got back, those little, that little house that we had, you could manage to get from the dining room to the kitchen, to the hallway, to the bedrooms. A wheelchair could go there. It wouldn't go in our neighbor's houses. There was something about our house that was different. Wow. So God was at work he, well before the polio struck. Exactly. So then um, we move up here and we're moving in and we get a call from the TV station. They were going to do a program on glimpses of heaven on TV by the 10 o'clock news for three nights. And they had heard that he had a glimpse of heaven and they would like to come and interview him. So they came. By their questions, they were skeptical. And he said, well, you can call it a hallucination. You can call it any you want, but I know what I saw. And I know that I'm going to testify of, of that reality when I get the opportunity to share uh, my faith again. Oh, they were so excited that they wanted to hear all about what he had experienced. By the time he got done talking, they're both in tears. And oh my goodness. So, three nights on TV. <laughs> it was really something. But then the churches were vacant here and they asked if he could come and speak. He spoke almost every Sunday somewhere. Mary Ellen, you were the first woman elder at Orchard Hill Church. Do you have any memories of that? of being the first woman sitting at that table with all those men? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> the thing is, uh, I, my dad was very active he, at church at home. He, he was an elder. Uh, uh, he was a Gideon. And, uh, yeah. My, I came from a home where we were very active in the church and stuff. But uh, it's still, it was mostly a man's thing. Um, the thing that helped a lot 
was first of all those lessons that Sally gave. Sally Baker you gave, you gave them Bible study the lessons. Bible study yeah. that was very good. Also, the uh, Reformed Church they had a wonderful program. They had workshops that encouraged women that. Yes, you can go ahead and, and, and lead a Bible study or something like that. Churches and the classes twice a year got together. You got to meet ladies in the other churches, compare notes with how they did things. Yes. After John was gone, he died uh, 26 years ago. I got a phone call one morning for my granddaughter, that my daughter had died. She was uh, 52, died in her sleep. I just talked to her the night before. I thought, now, now what am I gonna do? She's gone, John's gone, but I have to depend on the promises of God again. He said he'd never forsake us, and that he loved us, and that he would be with me. And I am very grateful for what happened through our church because the people really helped me and are, are still being very kind to me. God has brought many friends into my life through the church. And I can call any of them, especially Mark and Dean, you know, because he's an electrician and Mark can do anything. And Aaron Wickner is another one that called me one day and he said, I know, I'm too tired now. I've been working for a farmer, but when I have free time, I'd sure love to help you with something. I said, well, I just said, I just remember you. I have called him. He just loves to come too. So, you know, that is one thing that I am very grateful for. What do you enjoy uh, these days? Right things? now, I'm very, I'm slowed, I'm slowed down. It's, but I love this house I mean, because I have my crafts. I have, up until this last year, I've always made uh, uh, quilts. I've made crafts for the grandchildren. Uh, I have crafts, well, a craft room. I've got books. I've got a porch. Yep. I can feed the birds. Yeah, I saw your bird seed in there. <laughs> yes. And I thank God that he gave, has given me a spirit of contentment that I can be happy in my home and I can be happy when I'm in my office and, and it's a mess sometimes, but I, have to, I, I, I can be there and I can get things together and get cards ready. I love to send cards. I've done that for years uh, and encourage people. Well, what's important about your faith in God these days? At 99 years old, what, how, how has your faith in God changed? I just know that the Lord prevails. He takes care. He has plans. We don't know what will happen. Things good. Good things happen, bad things happen, but the Lord always has a hand in it. That's good. The Lord always yeah. has a hand in it. My, what, I think probably the song I really like to hear is, Great is thy faithfulness. 
all I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Wow. Yeah. I would say, hang on to God's word. Hang on to it. Treasure it. Read it. Study it. Model it. Share your faith. Walk it. Walk the talk. I always pray, God, every day, God, open the door for me. And you know, I have a prayer ministry, telephone prayer ministry now, and they call me and we pray together. What, what do you think of when you think of the future? I'm just, I'm going to see my families again. I have no idea what the Lord has prepared for us. Yeah, yeah. And you trust him for your future? I, I don't worry. Yeah. Good. Clap for them, ladies, huh? Amazing stories. I know that Mary Ellen um, had some other stories about God's faithfulness during the time that uh, her husband contracted polio in the nine months that he was in the hospital. And she just said um, from way before he contracted polio to way after, just the stories of God at work in and through that time um, just really solidified her faith and made her strong. And then you think about the leadership she provided, um, helping Orchard become who they are, being the first woman elder here at Orchard Hill Church and encouraging women um, to use their leadership gifts in the church. It's a beautiful picture. And then Ida Fry continuing to do ministry at 100 years old. I know I received a, a note card from her um, just last fall or close to Christmas time. That was so encouraging to, uh, to get a note from her and to know that she's praying for the church, to know that she's praying for different people within the church. Um, she continues to lead and serve here at Orchard Hill Church at 100 years old. It's a beautiful picture. Um, this is the kind of faith that we are hoping uh, to help people build, the kind of faith that can weather storms, right, that can go through uh, the good and the bad and, and declare that God is good through it all. So I hope that there was something you found encouraging that you can take with you, and I'm sure there was uh, this morning. I'm going to say a word of prayer, and then we're going to continue to sing some songs of worship. Will you pray with me? Father, I'm so thankful for uh, Ida and for Mary Ellen and for uh, their faith. Lord, um, their faith seems so strong and so solid today as we hear these stories. And yet they all started somewhere where they had questions. Maybe they had some doubts. I, even when they grew up in families who, like Mary Ellen, who, who knew about you and who heard stories about you, they still had questions as they experienced these challenges in their lives. But they kept their faith. They kept trusting in you, and you just kept walking with them. Now today, their faith is strong. Lord, help us to be those people who can look for you and see how you're working. And a lot of times, maybe when we're in the midst of it, we can't see what you're doing. But if we look back, we can see these little details like sending in an insurance card at the right time or, or getting a house that just happens to have the right dimensions that a wheelchair can fit in the hallways. Um, that's you looking out for us in advance so many other ways. God, help us to be people who look for your presence, even if it's looking back, so that we can trust, Lord, that your promises to us 
our yes and amen as we look to the forward, look to the future. You are a good God. Please bless Ida and Mary Ellen. Help them to continue, Lord, to be faithful to what you have them uh, have for them in the days ahead. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.